Hi, I'm Faye and you're listening to Freelance Bristol Mum and this week I caught up with a diva weaver. What a fabulous title to be able to give yourself. Her real name is Angie Parker and she's based in Southville in South Bristol. I came across her pretty soon after Freelance Bristol Mum was launched and instantly someone said, oh, you've got to speak to this woman. Well, she's absolutely fab, effervescent, full of personality and it just shines through the minute that you meet her. And in her home, she had the most amazing colours and fabrics, just so vibrant. And her home was just great as well, packed with all sorts of bits and pieces. She'd been a costume maker in a previous life. And uh, there's the most brilliant dressing up compartment that you could imagine her three little girls had to play with. And in the mix of all of this was this selection of chairs that she'd brought downstairs for me to see, and the covers of which she had woven herself. And they were gorgeous shades and this wonderful loom in the background. You can just picture the scene, can't you? We met on a really sunny Tuesday afternoon and I asked her how she got started. Well, I actually went to college to study embroidery and there was an admin error, I think, um, and I was actually put into the weaving group. Um, And when I spoke to the tutor, she said, I'll give it a go. And from the first morning in that class, I knew I wasn't shifting. It was, I just fell in love with it. So it was a craft design course, and I specialised in the weaving section, which was hand weaving. But it was some time after that that you came back into weaving itself, wasn't it? Am I right in understanding? Yeah, after I graduated, um, I actually won New Designers um, Floor Covering Designer of the Year. And then I was in my early 20s and just took a part-time job in a theatre and then ended up basically running away with the circus for 15 years and had a different career. Quite literally. Yeah, (laughs) it was brilliant and I worked in musical theatre, did bits of opera. So I had a completely separate career, but all the time I was weaving. I'd take my loom on tour with me. I was always talking about it and people just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just waiting for the right time, which is here. And we're sitting in your home here in Southville, which is, you know, quite an arty part of South Bristol. And I'm surrounded by your work and it's just beautiful. There are four chairs here that I understand that you've, well, the the woven covers are yours. Uh, The backs are lime of two of them. One is orange and the other is like a slate grey, like an olive green, I think is the best description. But the vivid colours that you have you have is it weaved woven what's the correct term uh, woven woven you've got oranges and blues and greens I mean do you have a pattern in mind do you just make it up as you go along it's a bit of everything um these are Scandinavian it's a Scandinavian technique called crowbrod um, which is a three shaft weaving technique that's one of a million different ways of weaving and I'm, I just can't exhaust it Every time I'm weaving, I'm seeing the next pattern, and so it's it's brilliant. I, I've I've yet to reach weaver's block, which uh, I look forward to that. I can have a break. <laughs> um, and the colours. I lived in India for a while with my husband when he was working out there, so they've, it's all kind of come together. Um, they've got a nice contemporary feel, but because it's there's so much effort goes into each piece. I don't want to produce anything that you can buy in the high street. Or I love I love John Lewis like everybody, but I, I'm on a mission not to make anything that you can already get, sort of thing. So. And what are you weaving with? Is it wool? Is it cotton? Um, I use cotton warps. Um, that's the threads you can't see with the technique I'm using. And then the weft threads, are mercerized cotton, chenilles, wools, and because because of the techniques I use, I can just mix and match change it around as I wish so each piece is completely unique I could never replicate it and we're sitting in your lounge and you just sort of very 
relaxed. And obviously with three kids as well, that must be really difficult. You've got all these most beautiful fabrics. I mean, how how does that work? Sticky biscuits, sticky fingers, and all these work, all these weaving designs. Well, uh, we hosted the arts trail here a few weeks ago. Um, I've I'll treat all the fabrics when I've finished weaving them, so they're sort of stain resistant and they're all fireproofed but um when people were inquiring about them I was like they're not marmite proof <laughs> it's still a chair you have to you know you have to treat it as you do every you know well a little bit nicer I hope than your ordinary furniture life I mean I understand it's all just gone a bit bonkers for you in the last week or so as you say you've been weaving for 20 years suddenly it's come to the fore and it's all taken off and very much in a sort of a mum's network kind of way as well it's it's really interesting since having the kids a lot of the things that would have bothered me before don't. I've, I've got a new kind of confidence, which is, has been really helpful. But a lot of my friends um, are doing similar sort of things. And they're a little bit ahead of me as well, because I popped in a third child, which slowed me down a tiny bit. Um, I've got a, a brilliant friend called Audrey who runs the Petit Zuzu classes, which is teaching French songs to youngsters. And uh, watching her in the early days, the way she would just go and approach everybody and tell them about our business and if they didn't want to know you could pick up you leave them alone but more often than not someone would take a leaflet and book her class and I was like that's how businesses grow it's that simple um so now I am the same I if there's somebody who I found through research who's in Bristol I, I'll just ring them or email them and if it's not a good time you just say okay sorry to bother you I only wanted to ask you that and you know it's it's great it's um it's really helped me and you realize that a lot of people do actually want to see people get on in business and they do want to help so so for you having kids and not going back into the world of costume actually it very much opened up whole new possibilities to you yeah definitely um I did pop back briefly um but I think similar to yourself I just found I was paying for childcare, working freelance and there wasn't necessarily work there or when the work popped up it wasn't a day footy with the childminder so it's like, oh, yeah, stop stressing this. Have another baby. <laughs> and on a practical level, how the devil do you manage to get anything done other than, you know, just get up in the morning and get yourself dressed? How do you manage to get things done around having three kids? I don't know. It's, it's really ridiculous. Um, <laughs> it's ridiculous that I've started the business now. But um, the children are getting easier. My youngest is now three. So she's at home all the time. My middle one is at preschool half the week and my eldest is at school now. And because I've been so busy for those first three years, because my eldest was three when my youngest was born, because I was so used to working at that level, as they're playing more on their own and independently, it's like, oh, well, let's not just relax. Let's just keep that Pace space up. filled. And, uh, and so, but I've been relentless this year. And I wouldn't recommend it necessarily, but basically they're in bed at 7.15 and I have sat at the loom for two and a half hours every night. And my social life's dwindled. It's tiny. We've probably been out five times this year. My husband's been brilliantly supportive, but I do look a bit tired. And But it's been brilliant. I, You know, it's it was hard work for a very short time in the, in the think of it. If you think now oh, I'm getting orders and the business come together that quickly, it, you know, that's not bad is it so a chair like this that we're looking at the one with the the lovely well they all got beautiful colors but the, in particular the olive back and with the bright oranges how long would it take you to weave something like that the the way i'm working at the moment with absolutely no free time as someone did point out with no time to do it um i can turn that around in a week and a half and how many hours go into that um i'd say about 10 hours on the actual weaving and then allow another two hours for the finishing 
Um, the chairs are all stripped, sanded, primed, filled. So that's how I allow a sort of a day, one of my days, because the kids can help me with that. They mm. get the sandpaper out and they can sand in the garden. And then, um, so yeah, I mean, I couldn't have put it down to the actual hours. Oh God, Alan Sugar would fire me now, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, about if, so if, if someone ordered one and said, you know, I, I could say I could turn it around in a fortnight. And how many of your chairs are sort of floating around Bristol as we speak? Um, well, the Arts Trail, which was, I've set, I, we did the Arts Trail from here this year. And the reason to do that was so I had something to focus on to get the work done by. So two days before the Arts Trail, it served its purpose. I'd produced eight new chairs and and got the business package together. So I was quite happy. And if I'd have sold one, I'd have been over the moon. But actually seven pieces of work were sold, which... Uh, it's amazing I, I couldn't believe it and I've got four orders so I can't actually take on any other work until September which is lovely a lovely problem and I've, I've not actually you know in my head the business isn't starting until my youngest starts full-time school which is 2014 so the fact that it's you know this is all lovely because there's no pressure on me how I, much would a chair like this set me back there um I priced them at the arts trail around 200 now, and the advantage of the arts trail is artists don't have to charge the commission that shops do. So we're going to be putting another 40% onto that price when they go into the shops in um, Quakers Friars. And finally, when one of your little girls turns around and says to you, Mummy, I want to be a diva weaver like you when I grow up, what are you going to say? It's already happened. <laughs> <laughs> My six-year-old got a very simple little loom for um, her birthday which she's enjoyed playing on, and she's making cushions for guinea pigs. And she's saying maybe she'll sell them on a website um, or outside the house. And I was like, love it that you're not only feeling creative, but you've got the business side of it. Because that's the, you know, so many artists don't think about the business side of it. So you're happy to encourage the second generation of diva weavers? Yeah, yeah. But if they want to be lawyers, (laughs) I'll also encourage that too. So there we have it, Bristol's very own Diva Weaver, and she's not a diva at all. Check out her website, it's divaweaver.co.uk. And don't forget, if you come across someone, or maybe yourself, you think, do you know what, I'd love to get in contact with Faye, then please do. You can drop me a line, hello at freelancebristolmum.co.uk.